Hey friends and foes, welcome to Brushwork Podcast. My name is Stephanie Scott, and today we're talking about how to handle rejection. The harsh reality of being an artist is that at some point, you are going to be rejected. The world of fine art isn't paved with praise and acceptance, and I cannot tell you the number of times I've been rejected, but I'm pretty sure it's in the hundreds. There's something about the delicious sting of a letter in your mailbox that says, Thank you so much for applying. Unfortunately, we've picked someone else. Blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Rejection is going to get your motivation lit like a torch or snuff it out completely. Today, I'm going to teach you how to roll the dice when applying for something you really, really want and what to do if they say no. Rejection is really powerful. It can become a stepping stone towards greatness if you're willing to put in the work. The artwork, you might even say. You have the power to shape your artistic journey, and if you're clever, turn setbacks into setups for success. Whether you're rejected from art school, overlooked for a group show, or catch wind of naysayers being slimes about your work, these moments can cast a shadow on your artistic aspirations. But remember, every artist from Van Gogh to Banksy has faced rejection at one point or another. The key is in how you respond to it. Let's have an example. Imagine you've applied to a prestigious art school. I've applied to dozens of these in my years as an artist, so I understand that the work that goes into these applications is no small feat. You spend a year or maybe longer making and putting together your portfolio. You gather character references and transcripts, and after all that, you received a rejection letter. Oof. What do you even do in this situation? When your brain has been telling you you're not good enough, and then you get a letter that says the same thing, directly to your mailbox, it's just rude, really. <laughs> in, order, in order to move past it and move beyond the rejection, you need to understand the nature of rejection. First and foremost, it's essential to understand that rejection is not a reflection on your worth as an artist, or even a person. It's, it's merely feedback, and often subjective. Rejection, in its essence, is an integral part of any journey towards success, Its impact often hinges on our interpretation of the result. By truly understanding the nature of rejection, artists can really navigate it in a much more effective way, ensuring that it becomes a stepping stone rather than a stumbling block. Rejection occurs for so many reasons. Um, Subjectivity is one of them, right? Because art is subjective. What resonates deeply with one individual may not evoke the same response in another. Using the art school example... That school might have their own very specific criteria that they're looking for that your work just didn't line up with. Maybe the person reviewing your work had a directive to look for something that will never be known to you. It's subjective. There's mismatched visions. Sometimes rejection occurs not because of a lack of quality, but because of differing visions. This is especially common in scenarios involving curated content, where a particular theme, style, or narrative is really sought out. And just because... They said that they wanted a drawing of a bike, and yours wasn't up to their standard of perfect. It doesn't mean your work was necessarily bad. Rejection sometimes occurs because of competition, especially in sought-after arenas such as a prestigious art school or renowned exhibition. The sheer volume of applicants will lead to rejections, just in its nature. Even for highly talented artists, this can be a major problem. Ask yourself, is my work bad? Or was I up against 300 other applicants for eight spots in this program? That, that's happened to me. It, but the number wasn't 300. It was like 1,000 people for eight spots. I did not get in, and I understand why. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
the timing is also something that occurs to lead up to rejection. Timing is just like many things in life. It plays a pivotal role in whether or not you're going to be accepted. Perhaps the gallery is full for the season or the school has met its quota. And even if you were really great or even like better than the other applicants, you're not going to get in because they've already filled the spots. When this is the case, you just got to try again. Something I have to remind myself of when I am rejected is that I'm not for everyone. It's vital to remember that rejection isn't an absolute measure of talent or worth. Even famous artists have faced rejection multiple times in their careers. What differentiates them is that they're understanding that rejection is a part of a journey, not the end of it. Let's get into reframing rejection. We're going to get feedback and not failure. View rejection as feedback. Even if it doesn't come with a detailed critique, it's an opportunity to revisit and refine your work and how you applied for that thing. It's an opportunity in disguise. Some artists have found that being rejected led them to explore other, more fitting opportunities that may have otherwise been overlooked for the dazzling one that was right in front of them. It builds resistance. Every rejection you are faced with and you overcome adds to your resilience. It's a testament to your dedication and your passion for your art every time you try for something and, you know, are often rejected from. It separates your self-worth from your artwork. While your art is deeply personal, it's crucial to separate your self-worth from your artwork as rejection of your artwork is not a rejection of you as an individual. And the last thing is, you need to find your audience. Not everyone is going to like your artwork, and not everyone should like your artwork. It would be weird if they did. Your job is to find the galleries, the schools, the collectors who do like your work and exclusively approach those people. Let's now talk about interrupting the pattern. Suppose you submitted your work for a group show. Suppose you submitted your work for a group show. You heard of a prompt for a small work exhibition or a theme you felt really fits your style. You then spend time making work just for that show, making social media content, telling your friends about the opening, and after all that, you aren't selected. This has happened to me twice this year, and it feels bad. It would be easy to jump to conclusions about your work's quality, but I need you to consider that your piece just might not align with the curator's vision, despite your effort. When you have this moment, you got to think outside of the box, especially if you've made something particularly for that show. And side note, I now only make things if I'm already accepted into the show, or it's work that's already been made before I knew about it. How else can you use this piece that you've made? Could you sell it? Could you submit it for a different show? In the other way of thinking, take this as an opportunity for self and outside critique. You're going to seek constructive feedback. When you get a rejection, actively seek out the why, but from the right sources. Artistic friends, family members, or mentors who understand your work can provide insights that really help you grow from that rejection. And if you've got guts, asking the people who rejected you could be extremely valuable. Although you can't always expect a response. Just putting that out there. <laughs> Feedback is the beacon that illuminates the way to creative growth. Constructive feedback, especially, is an artist's alley. It offers insights that are pointed, practical, and purposeful, ensuring that you're not just working hard, but you're also working smart. I know that asking for more criticism when you're feeling down about your work sounds like the last thing you want to do, but it's, it's truly gold for the creative mind. When you are rejected, you must train your mind that feeling sorry for itself is not the first order of business. This is called a pattern interrupt. 
By taking what used to be a bad feeling and turning it into an opportunity of win-win, you look forward to the results of your application way more. The group show accepts you? Awesome. You now get to learn how to have a show, exhibit your work, and maybe make a sale. But that group show rejects you? That is also awesome. You now need to take a critical look on how you can improve your applications. See if you missed anything in the process, get feedback potentially from the showrunner, and have a little boost in motivation to look at the other places that will accept your artwork. Seeking constructive feedback is just so great for your work. It gives you a fresh perspective. When you are engrossed with your work, it's easy to become tunnel visioned, right? You, like you're looking at the work over and over and over again. The external perspective can point out nuances that you might have missed or aspects you might not have even considered in the first place. It enhances your skill. Constructive feedback shines a beacon. I keep saying beacon. <laughs> Constructive feedback shines a beacon on areas of improvement. Whether it's a technique, a perspective, a use of color, or a medium choice even, knowing where to focus your energy makes for better and more effective learning. Because the next pieces you make after this rejection are just going to be... Ooh, they're going to be rock stars, okay? It also reaffirms you. While feedback highlights areas of growth, it, it emphasizes what you're doing right. If you, if you ask the right person, that is. If you ask someone to give you feedback and they're only giving you negatives, maybe don't ask them anymore. You, you need a balance of feedback. The validation of good feedback can serve as motivation, reaffirming your strengths, boosting your confidence back up from the rejection, and altogether giving you a much better sense of peace of mind, I guess, <laughs> for, for making more artwork in the future. Not all feedback is helpful feedback, like I mentioned just briefly. You need to protect your artwork from poor opinions. So before you go diving into asking people about their opinion, consider the following. One, you need to choose the right audience. This means artists you admire, mentors from your past, teachers from your artistic field, and friends who are knowledgeable about your work. Those are great options. Family members who think everything you make is great. Uh, your lover who isn't in the creative field and the general internet public, those are bad options. Don't ask them. <laughs> in the moment of vulnerability that happens when you are rejected, you need to be going to trusted voices that you have in your circle. I also want you to be specific in your ask. Instead of a general, what do you think about this artwork that was rejected from the show? Frame your question much more pointedly. Ask things like, do the colors in this section work well together? The theme for the group show was X. Do you think I could have better achieved this? Or like, is the composition balanced in this piece? Questions like that. Be very specific in your ask. And then staying open-minded is really important. Receiving feedback can be daunting. Remember, the aim is growth here. So approach your feedback with an open mind, discerning which parts to act upon and which you could leave on the table, right? Your artist friends say, your values are off and could be better by doing this. You aren't allowed to be mad at them if they found a fault, okay? So if you get a negative feedback, you asked for this, okay? When you applied, you asked for this. When you asked for critical feedback, you asked for any sort of feedback. So keep an open mind. If you get something negative, ruminate on why it feels bad. <laughs> or if it doesn't feel bad and it's actionable, take action. Feedback is also a two-way street. I love asking for feedback from my artistic friends because sometimes they're like, do you want to do me? <laughs> right? Offering feedback to others can just be enlightening for your work and theirs. Also, I think you learn a lot by critiquing other people's artwork. When I look at someone else's painting and they want my feedback, I try to be really genuine about it. I'm like, okay, how could they improve? 
what's good about this, what needs work. It teaches you a better understanding about technical work. It teaches you better concepts. It teaches you how to talk about your art, which is great. It's a highly valuable skill that a lot of artists miss out on. And it it, it creates a better bond with you and the other artist. So ask for feedback. It's so good. So let's say you got rejected from the art school. You got rejected from the group show. You got rejected from having your artwork in the gift shop that's close to your house. And it just kills your motivation. You're like, why am I even making art? Why am I even doing anything like this? I'm not good at it. I clearly am not up to par for whatever they want. What do you do, right? When your motivation is at zero. You've asked people for critiques. You found potential holes in your work. I now want you to use this rejection as a springboard for your motivation. And this takes training. This takes time and time again of being rejected to learn how to do this. Our goal is to let rejection become the push you need to dive deeper into your craft, to refine your skills, or even venture into new creative territories. If you're feeling like you have no motivation at all, it's usually right when you've received the rejection, right? It's usually right just immediately after you've opened up the letter, you clicked the email, you've gotten, maybe someone tells you to your face that you don't get to be in the show. You're going to feel it immediately and intensely. In this moment, I want you just to feel the rejection. Just let yourself feel the, the disappointment, the pain, the whatever, and let yourself have that moment. Don't try to like immediately take it into motivation again. Let it, let it be the sour, sad thing it is because that happens. But in the next day or so, we're going to turn your rejection into a catalyst for motivation. The initial feelings of hurt and self-doubt can be channeled and repurposed into a fiery motivation. It's all about harnessing that emotional energy and directing it towards something actionable and productive. Asking for critiques is just the start of this. Let's talk about spite. The word spite often carries negative connotations, but it can be a very, very effective motivator. Spite in the context of artistic rejection can be thought of as a desire to prove oneself in the face of everyone being like, "Mm -mm, you're not good enough. And you're like, yes, I am. (laughs) I want you to have some effing audacity when you have this like this face of rejection in front of you who's just like, you can't do it. And you're just like, I sure can watch me, right? Have some spite. I want you to prove them wrong. If someone says to you, you can't do something, you'd be like, I can, I can absolutely do this. And screw you for telling me otherwise. <laughs> one time a teacher, the story is, the story is a lot. Okay. So one time a teacher told me that my skills were lackluster and that I should be ashamed of my artistic education. Yikes. <laughs> I then had like about uh, an hour's worth of a pity party in my brain where I was crying and I was upset. And then, you know, I was like, you know what? I do want to be an artist. I do want to keep doing this, but I want to do it better. And I want to show this teacher who was not my favorite teacher that I can absolutely do these things that he's saying that I should be ashamed of myself for not knowing how to do. So I spent the next year aggressively learning and honing my skills. I took classes, I went to seminars, I learned art history, I did so much work. And the next time that teacher saw my work, he he was impressed by my improvement. He actually said so to me. He was like, you've done a really good job. I was like, thank you. (laughs) Like, I don't trust everything you say now, but thank you. (laughs) So spite is like 
It's chef's kiss. It's great. Setbacks can lead to comebacks, all right? So sometimes you need to build a narrative of your rejection. The stories of many renowned artists are rife with rejection. These stories become testaments to their perspective, and the spite-fueled motivation is absolutely part of it. Is there a better story than the underdog? If you're at a point where you're receiving so many rejections, it's like, do I even still try to be an artist? Think of yourself as the underdog, and you're going to win the race at the end, but it just takes a little longer to get there than maybe someone who is a hotshot, you know? (laughs) I love looking up stories about other artists who have just overcome tremendous setbacks. Look for those people who are doing things in your artistic genre, right? Look for sculptors, look for painters, whatever it is you make, look for that person and see if you can relate to their stories at all. It's very fun. I also need to mention here that I need you to avoid bitterness. It's crucial to not let spite involve into bitterness, right? So bitterness can cloud your judgment and you can actually stifle your creativity. I want you to use the initial feeling of spite as a spark for learning more and proving them wrong, right? But we're not letting it overcome us. (laughs) We're embracing growth in this way, right? We're, We're not solely focused on proving others wrong, but also on proving ourselves right. We're like... I know I can do this, and I might not be able to do it yet, but I will in the future once I've learned more. And then from here, we're going to take action, right? We're creating a new piece. We're creating, we're taking courses. We're honing skills that we may have been lacking in, and we're collaborating with others to gain new perspectives. All in all, when you are rejected, it's important to remember where you started and why you started. In the moments of doubts, think about where is the root of my passion for creativity? Why did I want to become an artist? What, what emotions or messages did, do you want to convey with your work? Reconnecting with your why can really reignite your motivation and your resilience. Not to sound too cheesy, but art is a journey. <laughs> and it really is. It's not a destination. It's a journey. A single rejection or even multiple ones are just small stops in a larger, longer, enriching journey of artistic expression that just... Nothing could get in your way. Over the course of my life as an artist, it is my hope that I'm rejected thousands of times. Thousands, thousands of times, okay? You might be thinking, Stephanie, that's so many times. Why would you want to be rejected a thousand times? It's because if I'm being rejected that many times, it means I'm trying that many times. For every 100 no's I get, I get eight yeses. Let me say this again for the people in the back. If I'm being rejected 100 times, that means I am trying 100 times. And for every 100 no's I get, I get eight yeses, at least on the average of how much I apply to things. That's pretty, that's pretty accurate, about, about 10%. <laughs> if you give up after being rejected, you're also giving up on every future yes that you might possibly try for. If you, if you give up after being told, no, you can't come to this art school, and you give up being an artist completely, you're giving up so many possibilities of other artistic expressions that you could be having because you stopped, because you rejected from one small thing. I need you to push forward, okay? I need you to push forward so much. I want, I want to do big, brilliant things with my artwork, and I want you to do big, brilliant things with your work. And that means jumping off the cliff of possibility. It means I'm ready for people to not like my work, and I'm also ready to try. I have an exercise for you to wrap up our episode today. 
And um, this one is, it's not chill because this episode is not chill. But I feel like when you are rejected from something, you got to take drastic action. So here is a exercise on rejection exposure. <laughs> We're going to gamify rejection. I want you to set a little goal for yourself. So he- hear me out and just do this with me. You're going to ask yourself out loud, how many rejections should I try to get this year? How many rejections should I try to get this year? I want you to start naming numbers now. Start naming numbers until it feels right. Maybe it's 100. Maybe it's 53. 72? 40. Maybe it's 10. Maybe it's just one rejection, okay? Whatever your number is, this is now your rejection number. For me, it's 100. I then want you to go make a big fun list, okay? Get out your sketchbook and number it one to whatever your rejection number is, okay? And I want you to write down all of the things that would be cool to do with your artwork. Maybe it's paint a mural, apply for a group show, apply for another group show, apply for a show with your best friend, um, have a solo show at a gallery, have a solo show in a coffee shop, have 10 solo shows in 10 coffee shops, um, sell your work on Etsy, have have a have an artist residency. I'm trying I'm trying to make things up here. Write as many ideas as you can possibly think of until you reach the rejection number. Now, if your rejection number is really big, like 100, um, it's going to be hard to find 100 unique ideas for this. Instead, you're going to do multiples, okay? So it's like, maybe I want 10 group shows. Maybe I want 10 solo shows. Maybe I want a solo show every month um, of the year, which would I would then write down solo show in January. Solo show in February, solo solo show in March, etc. Okay, be audacious in this list. Like, push any sort of boundary. Like, money is no object. <laughs> Your ideas are worthwhile and bright and fun and interesting. And just write out this list. Okay, so that's step two. Step one: make your rejection number. Step two: write down the rejection list twice a week for thirty minutes. Put this in your calendar, okay? Twice a week for 30 minutes. I want you to seek out and find things to apply to until you've reached your rejection number. Right, so this means going on websites that have opportunities for artists, for grants, for positions, for shows, for whatever, and write down very specific things that you could apply to. Sometimes they have really far due dates and sometimes they're like, okay, so next week you could apply for this. Great. Just write down as many as you can in the 30 minutes you've got, and um, then you're going to start applying to them. I like to spend half an hour each week applying for a couple of things. It's kind of like job hunting, but it's opportunity hunting. <laughs> and um, I will like apply to maybe one or two each session because, you know, it takes about 15 minutes to apply to something. Sometimes half an hour, sometimes it's super short. Apply to as many things as you can twice a week and don't go over your time. You don't want to like burn yourself out doing this. And replies are going to start coming in. Check them off your rejection list after every rejection that you get. So if you get a rejection, write down what the rejection was from, check it off your list. Try to get to your rejection number before the end of the year. I think you can do it. You're going to get many no's, okay? And this is going to be the exposure therapy here, right? You're going to get a lot of people being like, no, not this time, maybe next time, try again next year, or don't try again at all. (laughs) But you might get some yeses. And I hope these yeses excite you. I hope that they push you to 
new heights with your work. And I hope that they really bring a lot of inspiration and confidence to you and your, your self-worth as an artist. Rejections are fun. Rejections bring you closer to new, new heights with your artwork. And it's great. So I hope that this episode has been helpful and that the rejections that you get in the future are a little bit less daunting, a little bit less soul crushing, and a little bit more like, okay, next. If you've liked this episode and you like Brushwork Podcast, I would really appreciate a review, a five-star rating, um, a thumbs up, no matter where you are listening to this podcast. Give me a review. It helps me reach more artists and I really appreciate it. Thank you, everyone. Make good choices and have a great day. Goodbye.